0: Welcome back to another episode. Nay, this time, another mini-sode of King of the Shill. We are the Many Folds. My name is Chris. I'm Scott. We haven't done that in a while, and I keep thinking about how we need to do it for all seven of you that listen to us week in, week out. But we are back with another minisode to break up some of the shill heaviness that's been happening between wrestling and Arkham Horror, and I think uh, we've been getting into some things lately that we kind of just want to dish about, so... Uh what else has been going on, Scott? I mean, I, I know that you've been actually watching Dynamite.
1: Yeah, so I have some wrestling content to get caught up on, but the wrestling wrestling shill was successful. I am actually watching AEW. I have I think I think I have one episode of Dynamite and two
0: rampages to watch. So I have to watch yeah, those to get caught up. This this week's episodes, and we are recording this before these Well, at least Dynamite is going to air before uh, we. But like we are recording this before Dynamite. Yeah, yeah. this will be released on the same day as Rampage. And I know I keep saying it, but these two shows coming up this week are going to be fucking bangers. So you're in for a treat. I'm excited. I mean, even the stuff I watched was really good. So
1: it's (laughs) it's been exciting. But I was watching something else that I know talking to you made you kind of interested uh on my well, takes
0: here but so so yeah i was gonna say i was gonna segue into that with um and and speaking of enjoying things that you're watching yeah um i so because what's interesting to me about this is like i i, I didn't i'm i'm not an x-files person either mm-hmm. right and so i thought maybe someday there would be an x-files show because i thought because sometimes right sometimes it's like Sometimes I wait for you to tell me what you're gonna come yeah. up with for a show. Mm-hmm. Other times I'm like, ooh, maybe he'll do an X Files show so I don't really have to d- do yeah. my own due diligence <laughs> on getting to the good shit and finding finally understanding. So like when you were like, Well, I'm rewatching X Files again, I was like, Oh, maybe there's a show coming, but I don't know. Well,
1: I <laughs> I actually thought about it. That was part of the impetus of watching it. So I went on yeah. Hulu, like any extremely bored person. And I saw on the front page, the X-Files, uh, because yeah. I watched it on Hulu before and it recommended it to me again. And the truth it's, is out there. The truth is out there. Uh, the, they also, they have the, the funny title screens where it doesn't say the truth is out there, Chris. So it's sometimes oh. the truth is not out there. But oh, it's cheeky. Yes, I did watch. I, I am three and a half seasons deep into the X-Files. I will. I am probably going to stick with it until season five which is the last good season and that's not that's not even where it ended before the reboot how many
0: how many total
1: seasons are there oh my god i the reboot wait is either nine or ten
0: so oh my god so it's like a supernatural situation oh my god yeah like oh yeah i stopped watching in season six and i'm like oh oh it's season 13 now (laughs) this was the shit when it came out in the 90s on Fox, like the, yeah. everybody
1: was watching this. Right. So, everybody yes, I, but me. <laughs> the the reboot is either season nine or ten. I can't quite recall, but that's fucking that's impressive. Its legacy is of being one of the most, if not best, one of the most important science fiction television shows ever made. And I do think I agree with that. It popularized, in my opinion, a lot of the fringe ideas that are in the common thought today. Like a lot of people didn't give a whole lot of credence to a lot of stuff that the X Files touches on until it brought it up. Like little niche things, like not just aliens, but like little things like voodoo. There was like a, S- yeah, the SCP and shit. the SCP. Yeah, so there, there's a there's a through line, right and I rewatched it because I kind of did think a little bit like, hey, this would be like a good thing to talk about. I really like this show. At least I remember really liking it. Right. And I don't. So, uh, Spoiler alert. This is not a positive review of binging the (laughs) X-Files on Hulu. Um, (laughs) This is really interesting to me. And part of why I brought it up to you briefly before was that we watched Star Trek recently. And I know that you binged a little bit of Star Trek. I'm not sure how many you watched in a row and I routinely binge Star Trek. Yeah. yeah and mm-hmm. I never had the emotions that I did watching this X-Files binge, watching those Star <laughs> Trek episodes. It like, is. Wow.
0: Oh my God. I forgot how fucking good this one was. Like, yeah. Shit like d- yeah. That. Yeah.
1: Well, it's more that like it, you expect with a serial show, something that airs like weekly and like, especially in the old TV format that they're like, they're they not meant to be watched back to back, but you can watch TNG back to back. You yeah, can sure. watch deep space nine and maybe Voyager back to back. Right. Which I did, but <laughs> X-Files. Oh my God, dude, the, the formula and the, like the return to status quo was so infuriating to me at multiple <laughs> points of, uh, in my binge watching. So I, I even messaged you like, So, to talk about The X-Files for anyone of our, again, our seven listeners that don't know, right? The X-Files is a show from the 90s and 2000s, aired on Fox. The premise was that Fox, Mulder, ha-ha, and Dana Scully are two FBI investigators. Uh, They work on what's called The X-Files, cases that are otherwise unsolvable. They have unexplainable phenomena. And Fox, Mulder is a he's a true believer he he describes himself very eloquently as he wants to believe so this is (laughs) like one of the big taglines of the show there's all types of like media that has i want to believe printed on it now because of that yeah and dana skelly is an avowed skeptic she's a medical doctor and an fbi agent she's like a powerful competent career woman they play off each other very well where Dana grounds Mulder and Mulder opens her mind to the possibilities,
0: right? Can I ask real quick? Yeah. So what, what, is, what are Mulder's credentials? Because Scully, Scully well, is like, I'm a doctor because I'm an FBI agent, but I'm also an FBI agent because I'm a doctor. And here are all of my certificates and my credentials.
1: Well, Mulder, as far as the show lets on, was the golden boy of the agency. Before oh, okay. before he started to work on the X Files, so pe- he was Judge Dredd. Pe- people talk about how they had like high expectations for him to be like the pinnacle of the FBI, like the the man, okay. right?
0: Yeah, and I gotcha.
1: it, people are disappointed in him because of his obsession with the X Files, because oh. Mulder has a backstory. You see, his sister was abducted by aliens, and this Spoiler is alert. Yeah, this no, that's the first episode. And oh, not a spoiler! He, not a spoiler. Synopsis <laughs> <So> <laughs> alert! No, uh, it's and he uh, he is obsessed with the X Files because he's trying to figure out what happened to his sister. So, all right, the yeah. show the show is two thirds one off episodes with a completely isolated mystery, right? Voodoo. There's voodoo curses going on at this military case, military base rather. Uh, there's a guy that is murdering people in completely sealed rooms. And we can't figure out how it is getting in or out, right? These types of things. And then an overarching series long conspiracy arc about the government and an alien colonization. Uh, Ah, okay. Spoilers. The colonization stuff, the the main conspiracy, I'm not going to tell you how it ends, but it is interesting until the end of season four, very middling for the rest of the show. And then it crashes and burns in the series finale. So yikes. No. I don't even like watching those episodes anymore, knowing where they're going. Oh, so e- I mainly like the monster, the of, monster the week. of the week. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I watched three and a half seasons of X-Files back to back, not, not tr- literally back to back, but it's what I was watching while I was doing things. Right. You got and, to hear a great theme song a lot. Oh, yeah. And uh, <laughs> oh, my God, it gets it gets aggravating after every episode <laughs> having Scully I the aggravating is the word. <laughs> yeah. Having Scully revert back to square one every single episode like we are. I am 60 episodes into this series. Scully has been kidnapped by aliens. There's gonna be some small spoilers here. Kidnapped by aliens. Sure. She's witnessed a man who can completely flatten and elongate his body like some demented <laughs> fucking uh Mr. Fantastic that eats people's livers and hibernates for 50 years. She's been uh attacked by at least three ghosts, witnessed, literally witnessed a ghost, by the way. Uh, <laughs> been chosen as a warrior of God. Uh, like the list goes on of the crazy shit that has happened to Scully, right? And <laughs> yeah. every new episode you you as the viewer see the crazy shit happen first, like almost in a um in like some episodes of Law and Order you see the murder first, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that it's like dramatic irony. So you see the weird shit and then Mulder is Mulder either is dead on from the first time or he has some whack job theory. It gets tempered into a less whack job theory like, oh, it was um, so they, there's a there's an episode with a town full of cannibals and they are there because people have been noticing Foxfire, which is like basically a combination of the Will of the Wisp and the Kitsune like Foxfire myth of Japan. Yeah. So they go there and Mulder's like all oh, these murders are being committed by the spirits And then his wackadoo theory is, no, it's being done by, like, weird pagan cultists. And Scully, in every single motherfucking episode, is like, (laughs) that's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. It is clearly, (laughs) insert, like, no matter how much of a reach it is, insert rational response here,
0: right? And it's like... I think he said that she always says it's th- that. Uh, well, it's an accomplice. Well, accomplice. It's an accomplice, yeah. It's yeah. An accomplice there, of some sort.
1: There is an episode, Chris, I shit you not, where there is a man that she witnesses astrally projecting and murder <laughs> someone. And then she says it was an accomplice. <laughs> it's like, oh, my God, like it, you can live with it for like a season, yeah. but after everything she's seen, it's just infuriating oh man And you're you are not supposed to watch these back to back you're supposed to have a week to cool off and then come back in because the show it, it kind of does a disservice because each individual episode if you only ever watch that one they do a really good job of leaving up this question of Was Mulder right or was Scully right? Like, there's always this resolution of, oh, well, the guy got shot. So we'll never know if he was actually doing spooky magic shit or if he had an accomplice. Right. Yeah, right.
0: It gives you a little bit of the ambiguity to play with. Right. So it
1: does a good job of that. But when you watch it back to back, dude, it's like, Scully, you've been abducted by aliens. Why do you not believe there are aliens? Like, you've literally (laughs) seen several at this point <laughs> yeah. why do you keep saying that
0: <laughs> well like and confirmed too like she's aware that this has been that this has happened right. to her right she's not having some like out of body experience the whole a, time
1: a government death squad stalked her for a two episode uh like multi-parter killed her sister and then she like just forgets that that existed it's like motor's <laughs> like it's a cover-up scully and scully's like cover up by who motor Like, oh, my God, (laughs) what do you think you can hear in the pitch of my voice,
0: my exasperation? I'm just like, (laughs) I, I cannot fucking believe what I'm hearing. You know what I mean? Do you think that there's something like where the writer's room was kind of thinking that, well, it. Even though there is this overarching story, right, with this alien colonization and this whatever they're doing, the civilization, rather. Do you think it was like a, a concerted effort to make sure that Mulder and Scully never really experience any form of discernible personal growth? No, that they are that they are the same familiar characters that, you know, week in, week out.
1: I don't think that's true because they they do grow over the course of the show. By the end of the series, Scully is she describes herself as uh, someone who is forced to believe or something like that. Like, oh, I get it. She has to believe I'm forced to believe. Yeah, Uh, she has She has like a nice little parallel to Mulder. But the the thing is that they have to keep the dichotomy, the interest of the show at least as far as the writer's room is concerned is the fact that Scully is a skeptic, but in order to maintain that illusion, at least if you're going to binge it, which they had no way of knowing that some random jackass was going to watch literally 16 hours of it consecutively. You know what I mean? But right. right. Like they have to maintain that dichotomy of Mulder is the one that believes with all his heart. And Scully is the one that uses her brain. Right. Right. And it's, right. it's not like really Scully's fault either. It's not uh, Gillian Anderson's acting or the writing. It's just when you see it that close together, it wasn't a, a year ago of real time that Scully got kidnapped. It was three hours ago when I watched <laughs> it. Right. It's yeah, like, right. How have you deluded yourself this badly? Chris, <laughs> they, she literally touched a ghost, touched one.
0: <laughs> and she doesn't believe they exist. Like, uh, was, was it, was she, was there, was there a ghost helping her sculpt pottery? Was it that so, kind of touch, no, touch by, it was touched it, by an angel. It was not an homage to ghosts. No, but
1: it it was like, it's, it's just the kind of stuff that, that there's so many of them. She, she also, I will say that the show alternates, I think very well between Scully being the damsel in distress and Mulder being the damsel in distress. Scully bails uh-huh. Mulder out more like a lot, yeah. but it's it's whenever she does like she is the um the damsel in distress of a given episode, right? Like by the next episode, she's just right back to cold, calculating. Everything's normal, and it's like what? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's yeah. it. It was an experience. Like I said, I think I'll 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 watch till the part where it
0: stops being good. But yeah, it's it's. We, here's what I want you to do. Mm-hmm. I want you to. Give me get get a collection together of like a handful of your favorite episodes. We'll say like five, right? Yeah, let's get together. Let's watch them. Let's talk about them okay. because i'm I'm genuinely because I again, I've never really watched the x files, right? Not because I never wanted to, but just because, like, you know, like we've talked about before, I lived in a pop culture devoid home for several years, and I was so focused on getting wrestling that I couldn't go get the x files, so to speak, right? Yeah uh it just never came across my desk as a child uh so i'm genuinely curious to see like without a, going into like a full shill like what are some of what are some of the high spots for you right yeah they, um,
1: i'll say this like in that format uh x files i think it's season two it might be three has one of my favorite episodes of like serialized television ever yeah it features uh do you know the dad from ray romano's show everybody yeah, loves raymond yeah, yeah, yeah. he's in it it is stellar he won an emmy for it too it's for that episode for that episode it's incredible really yeah it's one of my favorite episodes of tv ever
0: oh that's fucking cool yeah i'm definitely down to check that out yeah that sounds really interesting i so okay so what's the hokiest thing that you've seen so far on your rewatch?
1: Oh man. Cause like that's when really... I think
0: about like, I, I name dropped supernatural once already and I'm going to go back to that because when I think about episode or television series that are like that, right. It's like sometimes you're watching something and you're like, this was not meant to be viewed in this format. Sometimes supernatural touches on that for me. Yeah. And I can think about some of like the, the real dumb shit that they've done. So like, What sticks out for you for the X-Files? Oh, there's a couple.
1: But I think the weirdest where it's like it's genuinely creepy, but it's undercut by some of the dumbest shit ever put the film. There's this one episode where they investigate what are essentially these like weird Amish people or Mennonites kind of thing. And I don't want to spoil the thing for you, but there's a gimmick where they can like. Seduce people by putting their thumb on the bridge of another person's hand, like where their thumb oh. is, oh. and like rubbing oh. it. And it's it. There's several scenes of this show where they just zoom in on them rubbing them their thumbs on someone else's hand, and it's just so weird and off putting. It's it. It looks like a shit post. It's it's really bad.
0: <laughs> it's it's almost like a Tim and Eric skit, but not a Tim and Eric yeah. skit. In a way. Uh-huh. Yeah, like. Yeah, I'm 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 interested. And it's funny cuz like you know, when I think about the X-Files, I I sort of think of just mainly the merchandise, right? Like I mm-hmm. remember just seeing the merchandise everywhere. There were comic books, right? There were video games, I'm pretty sure. There were X-Files games. I don't think so. At least I'm pretty Maybe. sure there was like a PC game or something like that. But anyway, like That's the only thing that I can think of is just like the merchandising advertising juggernaut.
1: It was going to be a a whole like Empire, man. There was Millennium that ran for a few years and then the Lone Gunman, which predicted 9-11, the year of 9-11, almost disturbingly to a T and then got
0: canceled that year mysteriously. Oh, oh, yeah. Oh, So they wait. They had like a bunch of spinoffs that they were doing from it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So So it it was going to be an empire. Well, what
1: happened? Uh it depending on how cr- deep down the rabbit hole you want to go people think it's because they predicted 911 I mean God, it- Chris the premise of the episode is that the government uses computer chips to hijack airliners and fly them into the World Trade Center to start a false flag uh uh motivation for a war in the
0: Middle East All right <laughs> All right you got me on that one I mean, I don't know, like, but that that would explain why they canceled the X-Files. Oh, no, the, the X-Files show?
1: didn't get canceled, per se. The X-Files oh, just okay, okay. It, it, the X-Files kind of just ran itself out. Uh, Motor and Scully are not even fully in the last two seasons of the like the original
0: run. I was just about to say, so what happened with the. Uh what happened with the uh, the reboot? Was the reboot any good? What, ha- so what happened there?
1: The the original you have to explain the end of the original run first. So the end of the original run was uh, like I, all the people were kind of burned out. They didn't really like each other all that much. I know that Jillian uh, Anderson and David DeCoffney, uh hated each other for a oh. good, good portion of the series. Interesting. So you have John Doggett and Monica Reyes taking over in the last Couple seasons, and then sometime later, they get the br- brilliant idea of let's bring back the get the X Files, and it was <sighs> I can't think of a negative enough word. Oh, it was embarrassing. Jesus. It was oh. embarrassing. The one of the big premises of the uh one of the big premises of the reboot was scully's alien pregnancy and her half alien offspring and it's just handled so poorly it's like the kind of shit that you can't believe they were writing in like the aughts right or whatever this happened because it was a while ago it was like either in the early tens or like the aughts it was just really like sexist and uncomfortable and not entertaining or scary in any kind of way it was just really gross it, it the there's a reason that they only lasted for one and a half seasons, basically when they came back,
0: maybe I'm reading too much into this because I don't know the plot or so. Maybe the figure of speeches, maybe I'm not reading it into this enough, but Scully half alien baby sounds like a non-starter uh, for me.
1: Well, <laughs> I hate to break it to you. That's uh part of the original series too, but uh, uh, yeah, it's uh it's it's one of those things where like they they could have taken it it, it, because they start it very early right and there's there is a reason for it that like makes it make a lot of sense but where they end up taking it is just kind of uncomfortable because it's a serial tv show that lasts for a maximum of an hour a day or a week rather so there's only so much you can really do with it it's yeah, it's that's one of the low points of the series. The ending is infamous as one of the worst TV endings of all time. It's up there oh, with really? like the Sopranos. For what yeah. reason? Uh, I'd
0: see,
1: Without spoiling no, anything, I can just tell you it doesn't answer yeah. any questions. Oh, OK. It, it, it literally creates more questions and then says, peace. See ya.
0: Well, Tony got shot at the end of the Sopranos. There's finality there. Yeah, we, know, we don't we don't see it, but we know it happened.
1: I mean, it's it's one of those things where it's just like, all all you had to do was like there was there was deliberate setup. You needed to close Mulder's story, Scully's story, and give comeuppance to one particular person. Basically, none of those things happened.
0: Uh, yeah, that's yeah, I. I feel like shows and lengthy serial shows tend to have this problem where it's almost like they get a little bit too big for their britches in a way, right? Like there's too much for them to wrap up or at least there was, there's been too much that has gone on in the show where it feels like, I think it feels like the writers get cold feet and they feel like they can't do everything that they've set up justice with just one particular like moment of right it, you know
1: it's i mean it's not like a game of thrones thing it's just one of those like man i wish you just hadn't even done that you know what i mean like it's oh, like yeah, i so i, w- I, mean, I would have rather the show just get canceled and never know that would have been more appetizing cuz i could at least headcanon it uh,
0: It's like why, like, I hate this fucking trend of like Netflix and Amazon picking up shows despite like, don't get me wrong. Like I, I am glad that they, that Amazon quote unquote saved the expanse, right? Yeah. But like even this most recent season of The Expanse, it's like, okay, are we going to get any sci-fi or is this all just fucking character driven drama now? Why did you save this show if it's only going to be character driven drama? Yeah. And that's like part of the reason that I hate when this happens. It's like it's happening with this manifest show. I walked upstairs the other day. My wife was watching this manifest show and I was like, I I swear to God, Scott, I asked her without knowing what it was. And then my first guess was manifest after she said no to this question. I was like is this a commercial on Hulu? Right. Cause you, I thought the show itself was yeah. a commercial because of how bizarrely presented everything is and how sterile everything is. And it's like that Netflix just made headlines because they saved this show for its last season. And I'm just like, why does this keep happening? Just let things die.
1: Chris, you're speaking to a lifelong Star Trek fan. Yeah. Do, you th- do you think I don't understand that emotion? <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, I know. I still I mean, have to show you, you Picard. You
0: you will I mean, not fucking believe Picard. You I I've I've been tempted a couple times to like fire up an episode just to see what it's like and I'm like I can't do this without sitting next to Scott.
1: Yeah, I got heavily impaired and hate watched it and it was
0: something. Let me tell you. Well, well you told me that they they enslaved the androids, right? And there's oh, yeah, this they, whole subplot uh, that
1: they they completely spit in the face of literally everything Star Trek stood for. Like, I, I think intentionally, which makes it worse. Like, like in an edgy way or like, yeah, like we hate
0: Star Trek. Ev- so we're gonna.
1: everyone is drunk and on drugs and they murder all the time. And slavery is good. And the Federation is now Fox news and or Trump's America. And we hate people that aren't human and build the wall literally build the wall analogs. Uh, I don't know how you build a wall in space, Chris, but build the wall. Um, yeah. It's, it's cringe. It's
0: very cringe. Uh, yeah. That's weird. Yeah. Do you know what's not cringe? What isn't cringe? I'm making my way through my backlog. Yeah. Yeah. That's it's something that I, I think that we all experience pains over. Yeah. right. Mm-hmm. You know what? I just fired up recently was Bayonetta Oh, man, I love me some Bayonetta. So hit me with your thoughts, because I could I mean, you know, I love platinum games. Well, so um, for the longest time, I would say up until about like three or four years ago, I didn't even realize that it was a platinum game. Mm -hmm. Um, I just I I knew that it was Hideki Kamiya Mm -hmm. because I love Devil May Cry. Right. Yeah. So I was like, oh, okay, cool. So this is like another Devil May Cry style game. And then I just never really, you know, played it or got into it. And then, um, you know, like I had tangential experience with the property just from like Super Smash Brothers and, you know, other shit that like I knew what Bayonetta was. And I'd seen enough gameplay, right, Mm -hmm. that I was like, yeah, yeah, I, I get I get what Bayonetta is. And so I finally was like, well, it's time to it's time to play some Bayonetta, right? It's time to actually play Bayonetta because I'm in the mood for like a single player game. I'm looking for something that would be fun. And I'm especially looking for something that I'm going to be able to play on my switch because it's the only like console that I have right now. That's like a current up to date console. And I was like, well, you know, I got a kid coming soon. So I need, yeah. like, a couch game to play, right? I can't be sitting at my desk all the time playing Destiny and Splitgate and shit, right? Right. So I was like, well, let's get Bayonetta going now so that when I'm ready to sit on the couch with a, a, a sleeping baby somewhere, I can play some Bayonetta too. Man, this game fucking is really good. Yeah. It's really good. Uh-huh. It's... um. Like I I've never considered character action games to be like brain off in a lot of the same way that people do. And especially because like I would say the gold standard of that is Devil May Cry and Devil May Cry is really anything but brain off. If you engage with it in it, if you engage with it the way that you're supposed to. Right. Right. If you if you engage with the game and you realize that the core of the the game play is the combo meter. Then it's anything but brain off because yeah. you can't just get an, a triple S combo by hitting like light attack over and over and over and over and over again. You can do that to win the game, but it's not going to get you any points. It's not the fiat of the combat, so to speak. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Bayonetta, like, takes that to, I don't want to say the next level because that's not the right word, right? but it's like well it's an it's an eccentric
1: level well you have to remember when it came out too it did raise the bar when
0: it came out people were like holy shit what is this video game that's a good point that is a good point that's something i didn't consider because it was like 2010 yeah i think mm -hmm. 2010 yeah Mm -hmm. 2010 is when that came out right and this was like hot on the heels of devil may cry four right Mm -hmm because yep. that was that came that 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 came out and uh, then or no 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 or, it might be four
1: it? I'll t- go ahead because I'll check the Either release three days. or
0: four which are considered yeah. two of the best in the series right mm-hmm. in terms yeah. of gameplays I would say I mean i up, up until five came out I would probably say that Devil May Cry three was considered the best um still might be by people yeah. that aren't us but I think that five is the best but I digress so yeah I mean I'm I'm a few hours into it at this point and I have a couple takeaways. Um the hair, I didn't realize that her bodysuit was her hair. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. She which, she oozes cool. character design. Sorry, go ahead. No, no, and that's and that's the thing is um man, this character it, it has I had I had uh, opinions about Bayonetta, right? Like I was like, yeah, she's cool. She's got cool shit right like you know like i i know the moves from smash bros and yeah you know like Mm -hmm. i know the the things that she does but i wasn't like you know i didn't look at her the same way that i would look at like a dante you know what i mean where i was just like oh like leading character action character right like um and then you start to to play oh my god yeah right and then you, and, and it's just like, it's this thing of like, it's like an advent calendar of video gaming, right? Yeah. It's like minute one, you you kind of peel back the first little present. And that little present for me is like the combos, yeah. right? Where it's just like, oh, cool. So I know that when I do a certain amount of combo attacks, when I see her hair leave her body, I know I'm one move away from an ender, yeah. right? And then there's that next level of, oh yeah, but in the lore, the Ender, which are the, by default, these giant fists and heeled legs and feet yep. that stomp and punch and kick yeah, down. Yeah, the Wicked Weaves, yep. Yeah, the Wicked Weaves. They're not just like astral projections of Bayonetta. They're, it's a demon that she summons with her hair Yeah, that has taken the form of a woman because it was a murdered wife and she's mad. So yes. she took the form of a giant fucking uh-huh. woman. Uh, uh, and that's what she's summoning. She
1: fucking she has like a specific dance and and magic power word for each one. So she like you hit the climax button and then she she like dance and she says, oh, go. And then the giant demon yeah. dog Kamora comes up
0: and like chomps the shit. Oh, it's it's uh, it's it's indescribable. It's so satisfying. I don't know if I would have gotten as much out of my experience with Bayonetta so far had had we not gone down anime lane. Yeah. Right. Like mm-hmm. because there are so many like um, there's so many parts of that. Like I said, I described it as an advent calendar. And it's like it really feels like you're just procedurally peeling back these extra bits that aren't necessarily like. You know, I don't. I don't want to misrepresent it, and like, well, oh, every time I learned a new mechanic, my mind was blown. But it, but it was. It was like yeah. you know, um, it has everything that you like about Kamiya's games. It has the the weapon swapping, right? Like just the 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 general um, the general flavor of the characters too. Like, there's a ton of fucking Devil May Cry references in oh, it yeah. too. A, <laughs> a ton. Yes. Like. I mean, even from minute one, the the journal that you get is Antonio Redgrave's journal, yeah. uh-huh. and it's like, oh. yeah. <laughs> you know, I felt like uh, Leo Leonardo DiCaprio in um Once Upon a Time in Hollywood when he's watching his movies on the couch and he leans forward and he points at the screen, yeah, and he's like, right there, <laughs> yeah. I saw Redgrave and I was like, oh, okay, all right. So it's like right off the bat in 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 the beginning of the game, I was like, I'm gonna see a ton of Devil May Cry shit in here, yeah. But it's um yeah, I mean it's. I don't have much to say about it outside of it's fucking rocking my world and the boss fights are ridiculously difficult. Yeah. And I mean, I'm talking like I don't want to toot my own horn. But like I'm pretty good at at Dark Souls games. Like I'm I'm pretty good. I've played them enough at this point that by the time I got to 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 Dark Souls 3, right? Mm-hmm. I I was one phasing certain bosses the first time I came across them right like I'm not bad at these games I can ha I can handle myself in a boss fight right I've 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 triple s'd the Cerberus on Dante must die mm-hmm. I'm pretty good at boss fights yeah these are fucking ridiculously difficult <laughs> because they have such a small margin for error yeah I was gonna say I think one of the the
1: the common complaints about one. I'm so excited to talk to you about this. Even off podcast. We'll talk about Bayonetta 2 once you play it, too. Because I, pre- I kind of prefer two. A lot yeah. of people say that 2 isn't a good Bayonetta game because it's too easy. They nerfed like the requirements to get uh, pure platinums and stuff like that. And all of that is true. But Bayonetta struggles in instant death quick time events and somewhat uh, esoteric boss design like. You like a lot of the bosses have a gimmick that isn't immediately clear that if you exploit that gimmick, they're very, very easy, like Mm. a hidden weak spot or something like that. Right. But the first couple of times you go through, it's not obvious that you're you're either can or supposed to do that. And there will be phases that you can just die instantly. They'll hit you way harder than they probably should. Or they have like wonky animations. So there's there's kind of that give and take there. But I mean, honestly, it, it, the, the game only goes up from where you're at. And as you master things like which time as you buy more skills, like I, I'm going to drop uh, what is perhaps a hot take. And I want to see what you think. I don't think you'll end up agreeing with me. OK, <laughs> I think Bayonetta is cooler in gameplay and uh, character design wise than Dante
0: i mean i'm i'm already not disagreeing there right because the more i've seen of bayonetta the like just the more i agree you know because it's it's just this uh it's a complete character design top down right like every time i every time i look at her every time i see her do something every time i watch a cinematic or some kind of enemy introduction or anything really there's just something new to discover about her and i mean like dante's pretty fucking straight <laughs> oh yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> like you know I mean, like well, he's it's not even that dante's not cool it's just
1: that like dante has kind of become his own meme Whereas yeah. like it, every it feels like every component of bayonetta is thought out like not that again not that it really isn't for dante but like red orbs blue orbs bayonetta's power-ups are fucking lollipops, lollipops. that she sucks mm-hmm. on all the time She does weird stripper shit because she's a badass woman that's in charge of her own style and you can't stop her. Also, I'm a badass witch. I hate angels. I'm going to humiliate them before I kill them. Right. Yeah. My I get my weapons by giving golden records over to a fallen angel who takes them down to hell because demons are attracted to the sound when then he beats the demons to death and uses their blood to forge what well, it's just like, every single thing is thought out and sick. Yeah, her, her, she has a dodge mechanic where she slides on the ground, like, uh, either like a ice skater or like a stripper on an oiled floor or something. And she's just like rapid firing her pistols while like exulting and spinning on the ground. <laughs> yeah. Everything is sick, it is so fucking cool
0: i love yeah i love bayonet it's 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 a it's aggressive in its style yeah like it's um it is like it it doesn't quit and that's like the thing that i think i enjoy the the most about it and comparing it to a devil may cry game is that you know devil may cry has uh its combat engagements and uh, their are set pieces, right? And then there will be like a, a small platforming section and some exploration and stuff like that. Bayonetta is not devoid of that. Yeah. But in more cases than not, in order to progress that platforming section, you've got to do some combat. You yeah. have to do mm-hmm. some fight. So even from like a minute-to-minute engagement perspective, it doesn't have as much of a lull as as some of the DMC games do. Just some character action games in general tend to have these types of lulls. I have not been bored with Bayonetta at any point. I've not hit a point where I've been like, I know there's just this last collectible somewhere. and I can't fucking find it. Right. It's they really lean into we want you to fight and we want you to fight a lot of things a lot of times. And we also want you to fight very big things a lot. So yeah, that's the thing that I've enjoyed about it the most so far. Yeah, we'll have to talk
1: about that in two because one of Platinum Games' design qualities that I I really appreciate about them is like you see this in Devil May Cry that it doesn't exist as much since like one when Kamiya made it right, but yeah, uh-huh. like there's a lack of the emphasis on like the platforming and stuff. Like you said, you uh you played Astral Chain, right? Yeah. Like Astral Chain, the all of their games have this intermediary period of cooldown that's something unique to that game that keeps you entertained while not being just a constant enemy or boss rush. Like the cop segments, they're not like I mean, let's be let's be honest, they're just a lot of walking and talking, but like it's something to break up the fighting and like give some grounded nature. Like I felt like a cop more than Dante in a police
0: outfit with a monster on yeah. a chain
1: right yeah, so i, I sure. really like that about their design philosophy
0: yeah yeah i'm i'm really excited to to finish it out and cracking it too i i don't know how far along i am in bayonetta but the one boss that i'm on right now that i just fucking rage quit the other day because i was like i'm not doing this fight from the beginning again yeah <laughs> right yeah. it's one of those moments but it, i think it's is it audicio i think that's who it is he's the one that has like the two hanging arms and you got to rip his arms off.
1: Oh, um, he has like
0: tendril fingers. Do you, do you know what chapter it
1: is? Is that chapter like six ish? It's like, yes, six or seven. Yeah. Okay. I know you're talking about you're
0: like a third of the way through the game. Kind of. So man, this fucking piece of shit, boss. (laughs) I mean, he's got, I've got his gimmick down. Yeah. Right. Like the gimmick is. Okay. He can shoot things out of his fucking fingers. And when he's not shooting things out of his fingers, he can ball them up in a fist and he can punch you. And oh, sometimes he punches a fist down and it gets stuck in your platform and he shoots you with the, so if you hide behind his fist, he can shoot himself with his own bullets while you're attacking his, his other fist. Right. I get it. He's got this like unbeatable or at least undetectable for me at this moment punch that he does in his final phase that just does like 75 percent of your health yeah and i'm just like how the fuck do you even see that this is coming when it's coming yeah i still haven't figured it out yet <laughs> which time which time is your friend so i know but i gotta be able to dodge it in order to activate which time oh, and i can't even do that yet
1: i'm just saying until you learn the pattern wait until you can activate witch time to do damage uh okay yeah uh, okay all right but yeah, pro it, tip it, yeah it's it, it, you're you're only going to see the game go up except in its uh somewhat questionably designed intermediary segments like one shoot 'em up segment that i'm sure we'll talk about that might make you sick
0: Oh, uh, I mean, I that that um the end of round thing. I'm I'm already like skipping them. Oh, I'm not talking about that. Uh You'll see. I know you're not. I know you're not. But like, I'm already getting to the point where I'm like, uh, I don't yeah. feel like doing this. Yeah, <laughs> you well, know, what you're I
1: mean? you're gonna not feel like doing the entire first half of one of the late game missions. But anyway, we'll talk uh, about it. it. I'm glad you're enjoying it. It's platinum is probably in my top five developers and bayonetta is one of my favorite games so
0: yeah yeah no i mean um you know fucking guns in your heels what's not to like about that it's kind of
1: called shit? scarborough fair dude parsley sage rosemary and thyme
0: come on i know yeah i know it's yeah it yeah bayonetta bayonetta is cool I, yeah. I i will say though my favorite weapon so far is the sword is the katana yes that thing shoot think just fucking wreck shit is
1: op uh it's really fucking good it makes a return it's one of the few to make a return into the weapons oh, are way good, better in, two, in my opinion
0: but really yeah that's mm-hmm. cool yeah i um i like the claw things i yeah. wear them on my feet whenever yeah. i use whenever i use the sword yeah because it's uh they're really good for pop-ups and uh they do the uh their their wicked weave integration is really good yeah, uh, but yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited that that the sword is in is in Bayonetta too. Um, what? Okay, so. Yeah, I think that we're about to go play some of this game, but we should probably talk about Splitgate a little bit. Yeah, I just booted this game up th- this week, and I was like, "Hey, I'm like, are you trying to play some Splitgate? Gate?" Scott's like, "Yeah, I got it downloaded." So we fired it up. He's like, "I'm going through the tutorial." And then we, and then at least I did. And then I proceeded to have the most naturally and organically fun arena shooter experience I've had in a long, long fucking time. What are you thinking of Splitgate?
1: It turns out that if you don't fuck with Halo, it's still fun. Uh, (laughs) You think that 343 would fucking learn from that. Uh, This is the most fun I've had with Halo since Halo Reach. Uh, it is a pure fun arena shooter experience no muss no fuss all the tried and true game modes that people know and love with one interesting compelling gimmick you can shoot portals everywhere portals yeah (laughs) there's no bullshit like in-game microtransactions it's well, there is no i mean uh like gameplay related
0: oh I, yeah
1: i don't care about uh cosmetic but yeah, yeah it's the cosmetic microtransactions cosmetic micro micro transactions still suck but at least it doesn't affect the game yeah
0: play. there's not this fucking weird ass warzone card system yeah do you remember that for uh-huh. fucking halo 5 yep <laughs> listen to me throw up live as i remember me actually spending money on those cards yeah there's no like suit powers like suit powers are eh but
1: it's it's just halo that it has sprint which i'm a little i don't like sprint but it's it's just fucking halo it's so good it's so good tell
0: us about your portal shooting experience chris i i i think the the, obviously the portals the portal thing is going to be the thing that you want to talk about with this right like portals it's going to be the the innovation on top of what you what you already know and like about halo the portals themselves i it at the beginning i was like i'm not really sure how this integrates into the experience yet right i'm not really sure like i, I was like i don't know really how to use them i'm not really sure how to defend against them or what to look out for or what to predict you get kind of acclimated at acclimated to it pretty early on after you know your first dozen or so games I feel like and then you start kind of playing with them and you realize that all right well portals are fun because they piss people off yeah oh yeah (laughs) because you can set up these really bizarre angles to shoot through with the portals and people just have no idea where they're getting getting oh, yeah. shot from um and it it becomes this thing too that i like where i i want to say that it almost takes a lot of the salt out of playing an arena style shooter from the perspective of like i don't necessarily look at the portals and see something that's like unfair like unfair towards the aggressor or unfair towards the person that's being aggressed. Right. It's more of like a, oh, all right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, all right, I see you got me through that portal. I'm not mad about that. <laughs> you know
1: what I mean? I, I think this is like a game made for boomers because, like, I mean, in our experience too, we played a handful of games. In our, in my second game ever, I got a 15 kill streak because what I assume were either bots or children do not understand how Team SWAT works. And I just fired at head level down a hallway that they insisted on running down. Right. Yeah. And And I'm sure that made them mad. But like, at least for you and me. Right. Everybody starts with the same equipment. Weapons spawn on the map. Get good or get killed. And with the portals, like you said, there's this almost like beer pong esque randomization, ego protection of just like it's just this wackadoo fucking mechanic that. It's really hard to fault people, right? Because ultimately the response is it's it's just like people that say, like, uh, I keep getting hit when I wake up in fighting games or something like that. Block. Just hold back. (laughs) Like, just (laughs) hold back. It's that simple. You see a portal. Shoot it. That's what I do every time I see one now. And I get the occasional cheeky kill. You know what I mean? Yeah, right. It's really just that simple. If adapt, dude, adapt.
0: Or bust through it and surprise people. Right. I can't tell you how many times I've seen an enemy portal, which, by the way, the only portal that you can see through before you go through it is your own. Not your own teammates, even. Your own and your own only. Yeah. So going through any other portal, you're able to do it, but it's a crapshoot because you don't know what's on the other side, and I cannot tell you how many times I have just decided to go through there and gotten a three pop just because people are like ah, yeah, <laughs> whatever. Somebody comes through the portal, right? It's it's really interesting. Um, I, I'm I'm having a lot of fun with it. I don't know how it really equates to, um, like a ranked setting. I, I'm I'm, oh, yeah. I'm gonna be curious to see what it, what it's like when it gets sweaty, but. The maps so far are pretty good. There's a lot of variety. Um, weapons are pretty much halo weapons. They're exactly as you recall. Um, and you know, the cosmetic microtransaction system and the cosmetics that you can apply, they're whatever. You know what I mean? It's it's not it's not too intrusive, it's not too egregious for especially for a free-to-play game. I mean, if G-Fuel advertisements in the middle of your game, on, on like map walls make you feel a certain way, then this game might not be for you, but right. Otherwise, yeah, I I'm really loving it, especially because they do have a mode that's not a classic halo mode that we played the other night that, uh, I, I love this more than I can possibly explain Scott. Yeah. Th- tell me, do you know what kill confirmed is in COD? Yeah. In Call uh-huh. of Duty. Mm-hmm. Kill the guy, they drop the dog tag. Go collect the dog tag right. for the point. If you don't get the dog tag, you don't get the point. And you can also deny the enemy team points by picking up your teammates' dog tags whenever they get killed and they drop them, right? Splitgate's got a mode called Teabag Confirmed, where in order to get the point you have to teabag your enemy, yeah. and in order to deny the point you have to teabag your friends when they die. <laughs> that's the kind Which, of yeah.
1: That that's the kind of like tuning into the the zeitgeist that I need in my <laughs> modern first-person shooter.
0: I love that it's 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 Excel. So I will be straight up with you, right? Like I. For those of you that don't know, I am a Destiny mega fan. I do it all. I play the Trials of Osiris. And getting teabagged in Trials is tilting. It is tilting. It doesn't matter how old you are. I'm 34 years old. After about an hour and a half of playing, getting teabagged by somebody that's taking a shit all over you and your team, it's tilting. (laughs) Teabag Confirmed is the way to take the tilt out of teabagging because it is... Nonstop hilarity for yeah. at least 10 minutes i really fucking hope we get t-back confirmed in the playlist at some point
1: well as someone who has had a major falling out with first person shooters especially online ones in the last couple of years like um we didn't play a whole lot of siege together you and i but like you know that i played a lot of yeah. siege in its first couple of years with a couple of friends of mine played ranked too got to platinum several yeah. uh several seasons in a row And the game is fucking joyless, right? It is laden with cheaters. It's got very buggy game design. Uh, The code doesn't work right. Like you'll get headshots that go through walls are not supposed to go through. Uh, You'll get tons of bugs. They keep changing the meta in a way that like makes it very toxic. Like the current meta in siege, like at least uh, uh, as of a year or two ago, Attackers like don't even go in until the last minute of the game. They'll just stay out. They'll just stay outside and go for headshots and then defenders will jump out. Right. Like it's it's this really ass backward design. And occasionally I say all this to bring up. They'll come up with a mode that is supposed to be for fun. Right. Yeah. Some Mm -hmm. wacky mode. But they miss the mark, too, because they're only like funny or whatever because of some like aesthetic reason or some in-joke reason they're not actually like terribly fun to play like i'm thinking yeah. of the one time they had the mission in the plane where everything was like teddy bears and rainbows right yeah mm-hmm. that was funny because of what it looked like yeah right something like teabag confirmed is funny <laughs> right yeah yeah. like it's it's turning something that is a a community
0: thing into a game mechanic right yeah no that's exactly right. And it's it's just it's like you said, it's just funny and the and the, the root word of that is fun. And that's yeah. that's exactly what Splitgate seems to be so far, you know? I mean, it's it's honest honest to god. How many how many times have you had a conversation with one of your friends? I mean, we've probably done it a million times on dumb fighting game shit. But how many times have you had a conversation with your friend where it's like, but "Dude, what if Cod had light sabers dude oh my god and then this is just what if halo had portal yeah right <laughs> it's hard hard to go wrong with that yeah well speaking of not being able to go wrong you cannot go wrong with the wrestling shield that we just got off of and came out from backstage with i did fit a dip in my butt if you know you know yeah it happened <laughs> scott was there he helped yes it was a process. We used long cut this we, time, not just the Red Man Chaw. We used the Lamaze method. We Yes, we used the Lamaze method for fitting chewing tobacco into your anus. You can go check out all of the wrestling show at themanifolds.com as well as on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Amazon, TuneIn, Google, wherever you get your shows, come say hi on Twitter and Instagram at themanifolds. And uh, we will maybe be doing something a little bit different around here for the next couple weeks because as you may have heard earlier on the show my wife is expecting any day now so I might not be around for the next week or two so we're going to talk about what we're going to do after we hit pause on recording tonight so stay tuned for that but until next time do you have any predictions for what my thoughts on the ending of Bayonetta are going to be Uh, may Jubileus the creator grace you Oh, God. Yeah, can't wait. All right. <laughs> See ya. See ya. See